when you're on the road, one of the things that we have to get out of the mindset of is when traveling, I'm not looking for a PR, a personal record. What I'm looking for is maintenance. I'm looking for my primary intention is to feel good, is to have my thoughts clear, is to feel more grounded, to reduce stress through movement. But I'm not looking to PR a kettlebell lift or a barbell lift. Like we got to get out of that mindset and just recognize that any form of movement is going to be therapeutic. Welcome to the Path Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that uncharted trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. From about 22 to 30 years old, the vast majority of my day was focused in the marble and granite industry. I was working for my family business. Now, I was, of course, teaching fitness and training and coaching on the side. However, for those eight years, travel and the stresses of travel was so prevalent. I mean, oftentimes I'd be traveling to Europe or Asia, all over the U.S. for trade shows, for conferences, to see specific clients. And while traveling, days were full. We'd wake up oftentimes after a long evening flight, wake up first thing in the morning to prep for the show, potentially have a pre-convention meeting, work all day without with very little breaks, and then we return back to the hotel room to prep before dinner meetings and then review notes at the end of the evening. And so I just remember so clearly, whether it was in that industry or even when I started shifting full-time into fitness when I was 30, so about seven-ish years ago, I was on the road almost six-ish months out of the year hustling and teaching and trying to build a brand. And so I'm very present to the struggles that travel presents anybody interested in maintaining a fitness routine. But also, many of my clients struggle with the same things. And so we're going to go one by one right now of some of the most effective and important things for you to consider that I've gone through multiple times that have been huge assets to keeping me healthy, keeping my mind clear, reducing stress on the road. And the first thing, number one, that I would suggest is doing a little bit, it's not even that much, just a few minutes, doing a little bit of research before you head out. And so, for example, recognizing if you're going to stay in a hotel, take a look if there's a hotel fitness center or a fitness gym. So many hotels today, big or small, have some semblance of a fitness center. And so I would call in or review the amenities online, check that out. But also what you can do is check out if there's any local big box gyms in the area. So maybe that's an LA fitness, a 24-hour fitness, a Gold's gym, uh, even CrossFit facilities. Take a look in the neighboring zip code and see what's available there. Because oftentimes, if, for example, you're like me, I prefer to stay in Airbnbs or I prefer to stay in places with a kitchen. So I've got a little bit more control over the food that I'm eating. And there's just, I can go to the grocery store, I can cook, which we might focus on another episode in terms of eating healthier on the road. But for right now, we're going to stick with movement. And so if you're going to be staying, for example, in an Airbnb, 
obviously there's not going to be a gym on site. So that's when doing your research on any gyms in the area is going to be a huge, huge asset and support. And also, if you have a preferred type of activity, for example, if it is CrossFit or if it is Jiu-Jitsu or Taekwondo, check out what's in the area. I've got a lot of clients over the years that have had some of the best training sessions on the road because they got to experience another school or maybe even a teacher of a jujitsu school that they've always wanted to work with. So pack your gi with you and just see what types of schools are in the area. Many of them, open travelers, hold them with open arms. And so it could be a really cool thing to just get out of your comfort zone, see how others train, mix it up a little bit, and just add a little bit of excitement. And even if it's one class that you do on the road and the rest are just in the hotel room or in your living room in an Airbnb, I think it's well worth it. So doing just 5, 10, 15 minutes of research before heading out could be the difference of you maintaining some semblance of a fitness program and not doing anything at all. Now, if you're very strapped on time, one of the things it would be really, really wise to do is just have in your arsenal a series of body weight workouts that you can do. Maybe you have one Tabata workout. So those are 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Uh, typically, you're doing about... Um, six exercises for eight sets. But oftentimes when I'm traveling, if I choose to do a Tabata type of training, I usually cut the sets almost in half. I really like body weight workouts when on the road that I can knock out in about 20 minutes. If I've got more time available to me, certainly I'll train a little bit more if I want to. But it needs to be short. It needs to be effective. And oftentimes when I'm doing workouts on the road, I like reducing the level of complexity. So maybe for a Tabata workout, just choose exercises that you're familiar with. Maybe it's a bodyweight squat or push-ups, lunges, something that doesn't take much thought where you can just get in a nice sweat going. That's one of the things that I enjoy most about and I feel it's very important when on the road, get a little sweat going. It feels so good to sweat when you're on the road. And a lot of times you can just feel stale and stagnant after, for example, a long flight. So having your arsenal one, two, or three different types of bodyweight workouts that you enjoy that take less than 20 minutes that you know you can squeeze in at any point. Maybe if you've got a small gap before heading out to dinner or before a meeting, you know you can knock this stuff out. And in addition, Tabata is just one very effective workout that you can do that doesn't require much thought. I mean, there's Tabata timers on YouTube or on apps that you can do. Uh, you don't have to really even count your reps, which is nice. You just don't really have to think much. But maybe when you're on the road, you do something that I discussed in a prior podcast, you do working in. So more energy cultivating activities. I mean, oftentimes when we're traveling, our sleep is just thrown off or we're in a different time zone. And so balancing your energy is critical for you to have the energy and the juice to move about your day. And so in a prior episode, I discussed a lot of the working in work or working in exercises in Paul Check's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. So if you don't have that book, get that book, but just recognize that even just doing a slow breathing body weight squat for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 reps, maybe it only takes two to five minutes. 
when you're on the road, one of the things that we have to get out of the mindset of is when traveling, I'm not looking for a PR, a personal record. What I'm looking for is maintenance. I'm looking for my primary intention is to feel good, is to have my thoughts clear, is to feel more grounded, to reduce stress through movement. But I'm not looking to PR a kettlebell lift or a barbell lift. Like We got to get out of that mindset and just recognize that any form of movement is going to be therapeutic. And so that's huge. So keep that in mind because oftentimes what happens is, is let's say we're very dialed in a training routine that we've been doing and following at home. And then all of a sudden we travel and then our momentum gets thrown off. Well, one, recognize that if you skip a workout for a few days, it's okay. It's okay. Your workout program doesn't need to go to shit. Just hop right back on when you get back and recognize that missing one, two, or three workouts might even be a very healthy thing for you to do. And I will say still that movement, especially when traveling, some sort of movement is super duper important to once again, managing energy levels, reducing stress, pumping the body, keeping our bowel movements going, which if you're like me when you're traveling, that gets thrown off. And oftentimes if I feel stagnant in my bowels, I just feel more lethargic. I feel heavier and more cloudy in the head. So recognize that any form of movement is going to be helpful and it doesn't need to look like what it's looking like at home. So I mentioned Tabata, working in, going for an easy walk outside, just simply marching in place in the, in the Airbnb could be all you need. Just march in place for five minutes, get some movement going. Now, that's number two, getting a few body weight workouts in your arsenal that you feel comfortable with. Number three is, now I always do this, and so uh, friends of mine know this, but when I travel, I bring some sort of equipment with me. I mean, I used to be, sometimes I still bring kettlebells with me, which is a little bit extreme, like I get it, but I like bringing a Bulgarian bag. It's soft. Sometimes I might even bring a soupless ball, but you know what I bring most often with me? I bring a soupless Hertz band. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have them on my site. Suplus also sells them. But honestly, it's it's just a band with an anti-burst covering around it. Like a, I don't know, it's like a cloth material. You might've seen these. So that way, if the tubing on the inside bursts or snaps, it won't hurt anybody. And so it's just a band with two um, kind of like cloth or I don't know if it's nylon ends. But what I'll do is I'll just choke the band or tie it up to the edge of a bed or the edge of a dresser. And well, one, you have to know how to use it, but it's not that complicated. And even if you didn't know how to use it super effectively, I mean, you could just do uh, a squat and row. So you squat down, you extend your arm, you stand up and you pull back. And then you turn around and just simply do presses with the bands. And then maybe you feed the band through both hands and you almost do... um, almost like you you enact a, a deadlift pattern. So you stand with the band in front of you. It's tense because it's attached to some material, some anchor in front of you. You hinge your hips back and you just bring the band to the floor. So these are all just very quick ideas of simple movements. And right there, that's three movements that you can do with the band. And then maybe you just do bodyweight lunges and boom, now you got a freaking total body workout 
And it only, literally, I would bring my band in my fanny packs when I was wearing fanny packs a lot, like, or a fanny pack. I would put it in there. It doesn't take up any space. You could put it in your backpack. You could put it in the front freaking pocket of your, your freaking suitcase. And then you could do it anywhere at a park in your hotel room. And once again, you don't need very many movements. That's three to four movements right there. And you can just cycle those for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. So bring portable equipment and any form of band training is so helpful to have when you travel for variety, to get some additional resistance, if you want to mix it up with your body weight workouts. And so yes, while having like a Bulgarian bag is super nice when you travel, I also know it can be a little bit cumbersome. And then I would always recommend checking the Bulgarian bag. The few times I've taken it through security, they haven't been too happy. So I've had to go back out and check it. But actually I was just told by a client that what he told security was that it was uh, like some type of pillow and they let him through. So you do what you want to do on that. But the band, Hertz bands, H-I-R-T-S, it's just a simple band get one or two, you can get a great workout in. Now, number four, AM or when you rise in the morning, getting some type of cardio in, especially if you're going to a new time zone. So getting AM or, more, or, or when you rise sunlight and then doing some cardio can kick up your cortisol levels and help wake you up earlier and get you faster on the time zone. That's one of the most important things when traveling to keep in mind is managing your rhythms. So as quickly as possible, I'm trying my best to adjust to the current time zone. So that might look like eating your skipping meals or eating right away breakfast, for example, when I arrive on the time zone. So getting on their uh, food schedule, doing some type of, of cardio in the morning, and it could just be going for an easy walk outside, maybe a jog, maybe you you walk, jog, run for a few, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and you just cycle that while nasal breathing. But that can be so helpful and it doesn't require any thought. Throw on an audio book, play some good music, get outside, get that sunlight in your eyes to help wake you up. And that can be the way that you, you know, 15 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes that you get that movement in, which will set you up. And also what I found is I feel so much more accomplished when on the road because I feel like I've done something for me before giving to the world or before working. This can be your time to do something for you. And so doing that cardio when you wake or sometime early in the AM, super helpful. Number five, in the evening, when you get back, I would highly recommend take a nice hot shower and do some type of pre-bed stretching. Stretching before bed is one of the greatest tips, or if you want to call it a hack, that I can suggest. One, to help you wake up feeling just more well in your body, like you're carrying yourself well, um, but also just increasing your range of motion and flexibility so you don't feel as rigid or as stiff and sticky when you approach the next day, especially if you're traveling and, and going through a long car ride or a long flight, like super important to do some type of stretching. But when you're, you got to recognize this, when you're laying horizontal, you're really not under the selective pressures of gravity. So when we stand in a gravitational environment, gravity's pushing down on our body. 
And what most people don't realize is there's two primary systems. We have the phasic system, which is a whole group of muscles that are more... You could think of them like those are your go muscles. Those are like the motor of the car. Those are more of your fast twitch, more explosive muscles, for example. But then you have the tonic system of muscles, which are more slow twitch. We call tonic muscles postural muscles because they have longer endurance and they're more responsible for keeping you upright in a field of gravity. So even when you're standing, like it might feel quite passive, but there are a whole series of muscles on the job and fascia that's holding you up. Otherwise, you would just collapse. And so recognize that when you have that, you have tone tension tone running through the body. And so when you're laying down, sleeping for five, six, seven, eight hours, I fully recognize that sleeping when you travel oftentimes is limited, but at least, at least when you're sleeping, if you're not under the tonic system, the postural system is not really under stress, you can allow, um, what I've really found is you can, in that time of reduced tone, the muscles can lengthen so much more. And so, and it doesn't need to be much. One of my favorite, favorite stretches to do before bed is simple. It's just feet up the wall. If you've seen any of my work or you've taken, for example, my recent program that I just came out with, Athleticism for Life, I give a specific exercise called an ELDOA, which translated from French, it's a long word, but the acronym is LOADS and it translates to longitudinal, osteoarticular decoaptation, stretching or strengthening. It's a whole mouthful, but essentially the whole goal of an ELDOA stretch, posture, however you want to refer to it, is to increase the space in our given joints, in any given joint damn near. Now, the spine is huge, especially, I mean, on any time of day, but especially when traveling. And so the feet up the wall stretch is a regression to the most important ELDOA of all, which is that of L5S1. So the very, very, very base of your spine. It's the, it's the disc or the vertebra area that is going to be most susceptible to gravitational loading because you've got the entire spine above. So half your body weight, or if not, you know, slightly more, you know, above the chain sitting on that. Uh, but it's also the most commonly injured place in the spine that people experience. And so the feet up the wall stretch, I'm going to walk you through it very briefly here. And if you want, um, if you're at home right now, why don't you just go ahead and get set up? If not, you can re-listen to this. But all I'm going to have you do is you'll be laying on your side in the fetal position with your butt or your sit bones, the bones underneath your butt, as close to touching the wall as possible, ideally touching the wall. So you're basically like your body's going to be in a 90 degree position to the wall. So you're in the fetal position with your butt touching the wall. Then you're going to windshield wiper your feet up the wall. So now your feet are pointed up and your back is extending away from the wall with your sit bones or glutes touching. Now, all you're going to do, all you're going to do is one hand at the base of your lower belly. Actually, go ahead and place two hands at the base of your lower belly. We're just going to focus on that right now. So both hands are on your lower belly. You're breathing low and slow, elongating your exhales aiming to have the breath deep into that pelvis. And you can feel when you inhale, your hands are going to rise. When you exhale, your hands fall. 
Now with your feet that are up the wall, I want you to keep your knees slightly bent because for at least right now, I don't want much tension at all running through the back of the legs. So your feet are straight up the wall. Your back is extended away from the wall, spine nice and straight. Hands are on your belly. Now from here, go ahead and tuck your chin in and gently gaze your eyes down towards your belly button. So the chin is tucked, the eyes are down, and now I want you to flatten your spine. So wherever, tune into the awareness of your lower spine and flatten it to the floor. Take a few breaths here, nice and easy, nice and calm. And now as you're breathing with your spine straight, chin tucked, eyes down, feet up the wall, bring your feet and your toes back towards your body. So you're what's called dorsiflexing your feet. And now with your feet flexed back, you're going to just gently begin extending your knees slightly by pushing up to the sky with your heels. Now, I don't want your legs straight because for the feet up the wall stretch, it's much more of a relaxed posture than the elbow. As I mentioned earlier, it's a regression. And so what you're going to do is you're just going to hang out here and you're just going to breathe. I would say at least five minutes. This, If you do any stretch when you travel, this is the one. And I would way rather you just do this stretch as opposed to an entire stretching program. If you have the time, go for it. Great. But this, you can just chill out, breathe, feed up the wall. And all you're going to do is just hold this position for once again, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you want to do, and just maintain the light tension behind the thighs. Maybe every 30 seconds, you push up a little bit more through the heels to straighten the legs a little more. Maybe you alternate pushing up the right heel, then pushing up through the left heel. But just hang out in this position and breathe. And then once you feel ready, hug your knees to your chest. Just hang out there for a moment. Just relax your head and neck, nodding it side to side. And then roll to one side and begin standing up very slowly. Now, what you're doing is you're stretching damn near all the muscles on the backside of the body, especially of the lower limbs, the legs. And when you're on your feet all day or when you're traveling, this is not only so therapeutic for your lower spine, but when you combine the breathing, you're going to just feel your nervous system down-regulating. So you do this and then you hop right into bed after and again, your body's not going to be under that state of tone. Your postural muscles are not going to be under fatigue. You're going to increase some of the space in the lower spine. You're going to downregulate your nervous system. And I'd be willing to bet, especially after a nice hot shower, you will be able to sink into more of a restful night's sleep than if you didn't. It's one of my favorite things and it's one of the simplest things to do. And that could be Maybe that is your, I know it's a static exercise, but maybe that's your movement for the day. That's totally great. That's a fucking win. Yeah, celebrate that because it can go so, so, so far. Now, the next thing is to, this is number six now, is to schedule your workouts. Schedule your time for when you're going to do these movement practices. So especially if you have some regularity in your schedule, like you know when you have morning meetings or if it's a vacation, like schedule that time. Even if it's 20 minutes, schedule it in your calendar and try to stick to that. Do your best. Block it off. That's your movement time. And again, it can look in so many different ways. We're not looking for a PR, but we are looking for something. 
So schedule it in and that could be the difference between getting it in and not getting it in. And a lot of times we need the prompt. We need some type of reminder. So put it in your calendar, set an alarm on your phone, do some type of thing to call it to your attention because there's a million and one things, especially when we're out of our routine at home, that can distract us, that can get into our way. And especially if we're lacking sleep or we're not eating the same foods that we normally eat, having some semblance of a ritual or routine could be the anchor that you need to keep you making better decisions for yourself when you travel. So once again, calendar, alarm, whatever, but schedule it in. Number seven, lay out the clothes that you're going to wear for your workout the night before. I mean, this applies also to at home. And what we're really trying to do is to remove the amount of decision fatigue, but also put this reminder, this prompt in front of you so that there's no excuse not to. And now you have so many different ideas, hopefully that will pique your, your curiosity or your, it'll pique your creativity. And if you've got your shorts and your t-shirt and your running shoes, for example, packed out, you've got your alarm and you know that in the morning, right when you wake, you're going to go for that 10, 15, 20 minute jog. Boom. It's right there. You don't have to think about it. You roll out of bed, you brush your teeth, you take two cups of water, drink that down and Maybe you do a quick few stretch or a little warm up, or you start with just a walk and that's your warm up, and boom, you're off. Then within 20 minutes, you're back. So remove the amount of excuses or barriers in the way for you getting in this workout and having your clothes laid out at the edge of the bed or right there so it's front of mind. It can be a major, major, major asset. And I've been so grateful. And it might sound stupid or it might sound small, but it can be the difference between getting it in and not getting it in. And it, I think you'll be really surprised at how helpful it is. Now, another suggestion, this is number eight, take breaks when you travel, especially if you're on a long car ride or on a long flight. It can be so easy to just sink into that seat. And oftentimes especially if it's a longer drive or a longer flight, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hours. I mean, I would suggest every hour, at least every hour stopping, getting out, even if it's just to stand up and stretch your arms up above your head and take one, two or three deep breaths and then go back down. Just watch what that does to the body to just, I mean, stretching has one of the, when, when we stretch, it energizes the body because there's energy in the fascia. And when we stretch in those ways, every single time that I've gotten up or suggested clients just to get up every hour, I mean, you could put even a timer on your phone or just get some type of stopwatch, put it on as a reminder, boom, it calls you, you stand up, you stretch. Even better, when you get out of the car or if you go to the back of the plane, doesn't need to be comp it doesn't need to be complicated you don't need to be like look like a weirdo unless you want to I, I don't mind doing movement in the back of a plane but just marching just walk to the back of the plane or get out of your car and just march in place for just a minute or two and maybe you just do some pelvic rocks rock tuck your pelvis under untuck tuck 
um, or just do a spinal roll down. So reach your arms up, bring your hands down, tuck your chin in, roll down, unroll up, do whatever you want to do, but just get something in about every hour-ish. And you don't need to be neurotic about it, but I promise you on a five-hour flight, if you get up five times, drink some water, do a little bit of movement, you will be shocked, shocked at how much better you feel when you arrive in your location. And again, all of this is about keeping the momentum going. So that way you can head into the rest of your evening or the rest of your day and just keep everything that I'm sharing going. So when you do these trips, you don't just abandon your movement because it is so, so, so important, not just for health, but just, I mean, for for health, for happiness, for every aspect. I mean, we're all human beings. We were built to move. We need movement as medicine. And so give yourself some breaks. Or maybe every time you're in the car, every single time you either get gas or you stop to use the restroom, you make it a point. So every single time you turn off the car or turn on the car, you make it a point to do something, something. Five spinal roll downs, five squats, uh, 50 marches in place. Um, Anything you can do, but have some type of prompt or have an anchor so that when you do something, you have a trigger right away afterwards to do it. And once again, I bet you will be surprised at at the end of the trip, not only how much better you feel, but actually how much movement you were able to get in without much stress at all. Number nine, when traveling. Now, this is a little bit more... Um, when you're doing your research, this was point number one, you're doing your research. One of the things that I'm looking for, um, I mean, it's not a make or break, but I'm always very pleasantly surprised and happy when a facility of any sort, especially if it's a hotel or a big box gym, I'm looking for a sauna. If I can get in the sauna, even just once when I travel and get that sweat, maybe I do some stretching or some breathing exercises, it is remarkable how much better I feel. And it only sometimes just takes one sauna. But if you have a sauna in your hotel, use it. If you have a sauna in your hotel, use it. Saying that twice because it can be so helpful. And you'll pump the body, you'll detox the body, you'll sweat. You can have that be just quiet time, especially for when you're traveling, you're working a lot and you're engaging with people and you just feel you just need a little bit of solo time the heat's relaxing. It can bring you back into your body. It can help you ground. And then of course, you'll get all the benefits of the detox. And I wouldn't even care what type of sauna, infrared, dry sauna, doesn't matter. But if you can do your research and find out if there's a sauna close by or in your hotel, highly recommend doing it. All right. The final tip, number 10, be very opportunistic about your movement when you travel. Now, what I mean by that is if you're in any building or you're sightseeing or you're going to meetings and there are stairs, take the stairs. When you're going to the airport or when you're coming off of a plane and you're going, if there's stairs to the baggage claim, take the stairs. If you're parking somewhere to a grocery store to get some food or to a meeting, park a little bit further away. Give yourself opportunities throughout the day and be very opportunistic. Just look for these opportunities for how you can incorporate movement. So that way, if you aren't able to get in the 20-minute body weight workout or anything that I've shared earlier, at least you've integrated it into your day. 
And that might just be enough because you'd be surprised at just how, like, I remember when we would go to conventions, I mean, especially in Vegas, I mean, these, these hotels and the convention centers are huge. And so just simply getting from the hotel all the way to the convention center, we'd have to walk a lot, go upstairs, go downstairs. And I remember feeling just so good. Like, I was like, oh man, like if this is what I get in, then shit, that's a win for me. Like, holy shit, celebrate that. So look for stairs, look for opportunities where you can walk. Oftentimes too, if you're taking phone meetings when you're on the road, or if the person that you're meeting with, or let's say it's a vacation with your family, encourage them to walk. You know, maybe you can take the phone meeting when walking, or I mean, I would do this a lot of times, especially in fitness. Like if I was going to have a meeting with a prospective client or a company that I wanted to work with, I would just make a recommendation. Um, you know, there might be a park close by. How about we meet there? How about we just, you know, meet for an hour and incorporate walking meetings? And if you can't do that, let's just say you're at a meeting, see if you can stand as opposed to sitting for hours or stand for a portion of it. So all this to say, look for opportunities in your day where you can incorporate movement as just a natural part of the flow of the day. And I promise you by the end of the day, you'll probably be really surprised and you'll feel a whole hell of a lot better. Now, the final thing that I'm going to say, so those were 10 big tips uh, that have been very helpful and useful for me and clients. But I want to reiterate something that I said really early on. And that is to be very mindful of the pressure and the expectations that you put on yourself with regards to movement. We're not looking for PRs. We're looking for just some type of movement, something so that you can help yourself feel more energized carry that theme of momentum, but then also recognize if you skip a workout, it's okay. World ain't going to end. It's not all your training doesn't go out the window. If you skip a week, it might be just what you need, right? So be kind to yourself and celebrate, especially if you're doing any of the things, you know, you got now all these ideas, uh, hopefully one of them lands with you, celebrate it. Celebrate if you do that feet up the wall stretch at the end of the day. Celebrate. I mean, your body will be wake up feeling better anyway. So that could be just the celebration waking up with just like a woo, yeah, got that in. Um, But just be gentle with yourself and just recognize movement is a part of life. And I promise you, if you do anything that I'm suggesting here, um, it's just so good to have these tools or these tips in your pocket. Uh, And then invite friends. You know, I I loved when I would travel too, uh, inviting, if I was traveling with my brother, we would train as well. I recognize that when you travel, you know, maybe you don't have the workout partners that you have at home, but that's not to say you can't meet new ones. Or if you're traveling with a work group or with family, just invite them. Hey, we're going to go for a morning walk, a sunrise walk. We're going to go for a a sunset walk as well. Uh, So include the people uh, with you and That might even be the one thing from an accountability standpoint that helps uh, you make the decision the next day. Oh, shit, I got to wake up because Jerry's waiting on me to do the sunrise walk and I don't want to miss out on that. Uh, So you can tap into that as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm very present to the challenges of keeping up with fitness and movement when on the road. I hope you enjoyed today and I wish you lots of love to you and to your entire family. Enjoy and move well. Peace. Thanks for listening. 
be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path, and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.